Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. We're going to go into baptism shortly. However, we'd like to just talk about why we do baptisms. What's the big deal about baptisms? Why do we take a Sunday morning and invite friends and family and talk about it and get excited about it? Can we have, I know all the children are in the service this morning. Can we have all the kids come up and sit in the front here? We want, to have, we want them to have a, a front row seat of what's going on. So if you're, if you're in children's ministry age, if you're three years old to about fifth grade or so, why don't you guys come up and just sit right down, right on the floor in front here. We're going to sit right on the floor. Come on up. Plenty of room for you. Plenty of room for you. We're going to need some actors as well. We have a few actors here. All right, Nick, why don't you just sit down over here, buddy, okay? Oh, you're too cold. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't hold you right now, buddy, okay? Okay, perfect. All right. Why don't you guys have a seat there? I need a couple of actors here. Can I have a... Uh, can I have... Um, Maria, can you want to come up here? And uh, Phil, Phil, you come up too. And uh, let's see. Who else? Daniel, why do you come up here too? Okay. If you want to turn with me to Acts 16. Turn with me to Acts 16. This, this, is a, this is a great illustration for us of what it looks like when the Lord gets hold of somebody and changes their lives and, and a response to that change. There's a story of, of Paul and Silas in prison. I'll give you a little background. Paul and Silas are, are preaching, and there's, a, there's a, a girl who's troubled by a demon, and, and they, they, Paul casts the demon out of this girl, and the townspeople and some of the people who had this slave girl had worked for were so furious that they, they had beaten Paul and Silas through in prison. And we pick up the story now in verse 25. So we need, we need a couple of actors here. So we need you guys, as we talk about this story, we need you guys to act this out. So Maria, why don't you come over here? You're going to be the, the jailer. And you guys are Paul and Silas, okay? You guys got that? So I'm a, you can be Paul and you can be Silas, okay? So we are now in a prison in the first century. They're in the deep, dark regions of the prison. They're locked up. It's bad. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. So you guys act like you're praying. You guys sing some hymns for us? Yeah. Okay. They're singing, they're praying, and the prisoners were all listening to them. So you guys are the prisoners. So you guys are listening to what's going on, what Paul and Silas are doing, okay? Because you guys are in prison too. It's not good. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. Okay, you guys got to like move or smile. It's like an earthquake. Things are shaking, things are falling off the wall, people are terrified. Okay, perfect. Good earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, 
and everyone's bonds were unfastened, all the stuff on your, on your ankles and your arms all fell off, all right? Well, that's not good news for the, the jailer, because if these guys were to get out, guess who's going to lose their life? The jailer, all right? So Maria, that's not good news for you. This earthquake is bad news. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were opened, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. You got the sword? Okay. Supposing that the prisoners had escaped, so you're like, there's no way these guys are still around. The prison doors are all open. Bad news for me. But Paul cried out in a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we're all here. So real loud, Daniel. Do not harm yourself, we're all here. Do not harm yourself, we're all here. Good, good. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in. Say, lights, and rush in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. When he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Real loud. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. All right, guys. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. And they took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he baptized at once. And he and all his family. You guys can sit down, all right? Good job. I want to give him a hand. Good job. In verse 34, and then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that they had believed in God. And so here we have in this passage a response of faith from the jailer in his, in his house, his whole entire household. And the first thing that they, they don't say, okay, now jailer, here's what you need to do. You go home and here's, here's some scriptures and you start reading your Bible and okay, well, and then you need to pray a couple times a day. And then, okay, make sure when you go to church, there's, an, there's a little bass that's going to come around and make sure you put something in. And Okay, and then when, when, when that's all done, then you have to get involved in the Life Share group. And then, okay, when, when that's done, there's this meeting on Wednesday nights that we go to. It's called prayer meeting. It'd be really good if you came to that prayer meeting and, and you actually prayed. And they didn't do that. They didn't give them a, just a list, a litany of things that they needed to do. And they said, Here, here's the deal. When you respond in faith, when you respond in faith to Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, when you, resp- when you respond to the call of Jesus Christ, believing that he died for your sins, what the scriptures say is, is that our first response to that is baptism. It's a walk of obedience. It's baptism. And we see that clearly here in this passage. Here we have the jailer who was who had Paul and Silas bound and chained, and they were just beaten, and this terrible earthquake breaks, breaks loose. Everything's, the, the jailer thinks, man, these guys are gone. And they said, no, 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 we're still here. And this jailer says, what must I do to be saved? They had heard, they had heard Paul and Silas singing, giving praise. It was, it was what an amazing time this was. So what, the, what, is, what does the jailer do? Takes them home. Gives them food, washes their wounds. And ironically, what Paul and Silas do is really nourish him spiritually. So let's get baptized and really care for him that way. So 
the initial response to faith by us is baptism. Now, why is that? Why is that? There's a couple of things that baptism does or symbolizes that we want to talk about this morning. We're doing baptism this morning. Everyone knows that. It's an exciting time. It's a time when we publicly proclaim that we belong to Jesus. But baptism really has a way in which causes us to really look at the way that Jesus has cared for us and has brought us into his family, okay? And so if we look at Matthew 28 and the Great Commission, okay, Matthew 20, because remember the Great Commission, and Jesus in this passage lays out for us some very simple, straightforward things that he says, hey, I'm leaving, but I want you guys to remember some things. The Great Commission. And Jesus came and said to them, here's what he says to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority has been given to me. And so if you guys think about, if your brother or sister comes up to you and says, you need to go clean your room, are you guys going to do it? You will? Riley, that's awesome. No, just remember that, okay? Riley said he's going to clean his room if you tell him to do that. But what about the rest of you? If, if your brother or sister comes up to you and says, hey, you need to clean your room, are you going to do it? No. You're not going to do it. Why not? Why not? They're not your parents. They don't have any authority in your life, do they? They can't tell you to do something. They're just your brother or sister. But what if my dad comes and says, you need to clean your room? Are you going to do it? Yeah. All right. So you guys, parents, remember that, okay? <laughs> you guys just agreed to clean your rooms after church today, okay? <laughs> See that? I'm taking care of you guys, all right? Making sure you guys have a clean house. So if your parents come and say that to you, though, they have an authority given to them by God. God has given your parents an authority over your life to watch out, to care for you, to direct your steps. They have, God has given them specific wisdom for you. And so in this passage, Jesus says, guess what? All authority has been given to who? To Jesus, right? He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so this, this command to make disciples and to baptize is actually rooted in Jesus' authority over our lives. So he commands us. Now, so why do we get dunked, right? Why do we get dunked? Baptism's it's a way in which we, it does a couple of things. So I need, I need four, um, four kids to come up here. Four kids to come up here. Someone who hasn't gone yet. Someone who hasn't gone yet. Okay, you two over there, you guys come up. You can come up. And um, who else? TJ, come on up, man. I'm looking at TJ there. He's saying, no, 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 no. All right, TJ. You stand over here, okay, buddy? You stand right over here. All right, you come right over here. Right over here some more. Okay. And Noah, why don't you come up here too, buddy? Okay. I want you guys to put these on. These are very nice jerseys. You guys cannot keep these. I'm so sorry. Thank you, Tom Reeve, for getting these for me. All right. Put them on. You guys look nice. Nice jerseys. Okay, you'll get yours in a second. All right. 
But what's the purpose of baptism? Right? What's the purpose of baptism? You guys would make a great basketball team, okay? <laughs> I'd put you guys up against anybody. All right. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> But what's the purpose of baptism? So it's, there's a response of faith that we give to Christ and give him lordship over our lives. We, we ask him to forgive us of our sins, but we also submit ourselves to him. And with Christ's authority over our lives, there is a response. We say, Lord, whatever you have for me, I say yes to. And Christ says, I have been given authority, therefore make disciples and baptize. Okay? So baptisms, they do a couple things. It testifies. It testifies that our sins have been forgiven. It's a testimony to the world that our sins have been forgiven. Now, if you're on the basketball team, right, if you're on the team, you're playing for Coach Tom Reeb, and he's just the best coach ever, and you guys are winning all kinds of games, and you guys are trying to figure out how to put the jerseys on still, but things are going. Things are moving, right? And you're walking through the halls at school, and someone says, are you on the team? And you're like, yeah, I'm on the team. And they say, well, prove it, right? How do you prove that you're on the team? Well, you get a jersey, don't you? It says to everyone at school that you're on the team. So don't put this on yet, TJ. Just hold on to it, okay? Just hold on to it. You'll get your moment of glory in a second. So that's how you prove that you're on the team is that, hey, look, I've got the jersey to prove it, all right? The same way baptism testifies to the fact that we belong to Jesus. It's a uniquely Christian experience, baptism. It says that we belong to Jesus, all right? But number two, it also identifies us. So we are identified with Christ because Christ not only died for our sins and went into the grave, but he also came out of the grave and rose out of the grave to new life. He rose again. In the same way with baptism, it's a symbolic of us dying to our old selves, the old way of life, and rising again to new life, coming out of the water to new life. It doesn't give us new life. That's been done by Jesus Christ at the moment of our salvation. But baptism, what it does is it identifies us with Jesus Christ in his death and resurrection. Okay? So, TJ, go ahead and put that jersey on. TJ's putting the jersey on. He's, he's on the team. He's ready to go. He, he's, he's not only made the team, he's not only on the team, but he's also identifying himself as a memorial Mustang? Mustang. That's a, as a memorial Mustang. All right. But not only does it do that, but baptism also separates us from the world. It's a way in which we communicate to the world that I no longer belong to you, but that I am on the team and that I belong with these guys. So you go stand over there with these guys. He's, part of the, he's not part of the world system anymore. He belongs with those guys. He belongs with the team. He belongs with, with Christ's people. It's the church. He belongs with, with, with them. He no longer belongs to the world. And so baptism is a way in which we, we, we show and we testify and we identify with Jesus, a way in which we, we separate ourselves from the world and say, you know what, I now belong to, to God and his people. That's who I belong to. And so that's really, 
I, I hope this helps you guys a little bit. And I know as, as, kids, as, as the kids get older and they begin to ask about baptism, the same thing. We want to see people come to faith in Christ and, and get baptized as a response of obedience to his, his authority in their lives. And so I know your kids will probably go home asking you about baptisms and how, that, how does that look and how does that work and why we do this. This is a great opportunity for you to explain to them how this, how this happens. But again, we want, we want everyone here, if you, have been, if you have given your life to Christ, if you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation, to get baptized as a response to his authority in your life. And that's why we don't baptize infants here at Mercy Hill. We believe that baptism is because it's a uniquely Christian experience. It's a, a way in which we proclaim to the world those, those things that we talked about today, that we identify with Christ and his death and resurrection. We separate ourselves from the world, that we belong to him. That's not something we can do as an infant. That's something we do as a response to our placing our faith in Jesus Christ. So that's why here we baptize believers. Once you've made a profession of faith, we believe the first step is to get baptized. So we're going to do that. We'd like to keep the kids up here so they can see firsthand what's going to happen. Um, we, we're going to baptize uh, a few people this, after, this, this morning. And what we want to do is have them, um, we're going to give them a chance to go outside and kind of get ready to get baptized and get changed. But before we do that, we're going to have them have an opportunity to testify to the work that God has done in their lives. And then we're going to baptize everyone. And after we baptize, what we'll do is we'll, we'll close out the service and we, we're going to have the people who've been baptized to come forward and we're just going to take some time. If you need to go, you can go, but we're going to take some time just to pray for them. Because this is, a, this is an awesome, awesome milestone in their life, this response of faith to Jesus Christ and his authority in our lives to walk in his ways. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you, God, that you have called us to yourself, that you have given us yourself, that you have filled us with your spirit. And God, we, we pray, we ask you this morning that you would just give us more faith. God, help us to walk in obedience to you with all of our hearts. We thank you for all these children we see before us. God, I pray that your hand would be upon their lives, that one day they too would be getting baptized. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.